0: So Father Quick was coming home from a trip out of state. He was eager to get back to his church. And he was speeding, literally, on interstate 10. When he was pulled over by a state trooper. And the trooper came up to the door. And the trooper was not impressed with Father Quick's excuse. Or his clerical collar. And he said, So Father You want me to give you a little sermon about your driving? And the frustrated priest said, no, just skip the sermon, get right to the collection. (laughs) And actually, you might feel the same exact way about this sermon. Because, did you hear today's gospel? Did you hear those words? Jesus opens with this. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And for anyone who takes your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Whew. Let's just get to the confession and then move on to the collection, right? This is tough, tough stuff. Wow. I'm going to give you a statement. You tell me whether the statement is true or false. Here's the statement. We like the idea of people loving us. Is that generally true or generally false? That's generally true. We like
1: the idea of people liking us.
0: That is until Jesus targets who you and I are supposed to love. Our love isn't just supposed to include family, not just friends, not just frustrating co-workers, not even just annoying guest preachers. But Jesus says that our love is to include enemies. Christians have wrestled with for centuries, and also conveniently ignored for centuries. Now maybe it's the translation, right? Maybe the passage would be a whole lot easier if we just had the right translation. So maybe the NRFV, New Revised Standard Version, maybe that's the problem. So let's look at a more modern translation. Maybe that will make the passage easier for us. So here's one from uh, Eugene Peterson. Anyone heard of him before? his message paraphrased. Here's what he says. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. If someone slaps you in the face, stand there and take it. If someone grabs your shirt, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit for tat stuff. Live generously. Does that help? Not a bit. Not, not a bit is absolutely right. Not a bit Even more difficult. And yet Peterson is onto the heart of what this passage is about, and the nature of Jesus' radical teaching in his use of the phrase. No more tit-for-tat stuff. Let me ask you a little survey question here. A little survey. When someone, especially when they do this unexpectedly, when someone buys your coffee or buys your lunch, how many of us feel some obligation to return the favor? You feel some obligation. Okay. We call that the law of reciprocity. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Quid pro quo. Notice, big red letters, Jesus' teaching is not do unto others as they do to you. I mean, that would be no dirty diaper. You're nice to me. I'm nice to you. Big deal. Jesus' teaching is do unto others as you would have them do to you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let's say that together. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. And then Jesus drives home his point to the basket in the next verses. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Love your enemies. Do good, expecting nothing in return. Feeling uncomfortable yet? No. Pretty uncomfortable stuff. Jesus is inviting you to exchange the law of reciprocity for the law of divine grace. Jesus is inviting you to law radically like God does. As our Lord says, right in Luke 6, in verse 36, be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. And by the way, just to mention in passing, the idea of proportional giving can derive from this idea of divine grace. Because everything that you and I have received is ultimately a gift. Ultimately a gift. And so then, looking at all that you and I have received, prayerfully, generously, you identify a proportion of that, and you give that to the life of St. Mary's and to other good causes. It's a great spiritual practice. I'm glad you're starting to talk about that here. And now, for another joke. So, a Sunday school teacher said to her class, Now boys and girls, where can we find Jesus today? And little Mary said, In our hearts. Oh, isn't that sweet.
1: And little Billy said, In heaven.
0: Good answer. And little Tommy said, In the bathroom. And asked to explain his answer, little Tommy said, Well, every morning my dad goes to the bathroom door, knocks on it. Jesus Christ, you're gonna come out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, yes. Out of the mouths of children. Today's gospel reading is inviting you and me, but is it inviting you to find Jesus today in loving your enemies? Define Jesus today in loving those people who make your blood boil because of their politics. Define Jesus today in loving those people whose actions drive you nuts. Define Jesus today. And loving those people who insult you and those you love. Let's do a little spiritual exercise. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes just for a couple of moments. Close your eyes, but close your eyes. Take a couple of deep breaths, and picture in your mind an enemy of yours or someone who makes your life. Now picture Jesus appearing next to that person, putting his arm around that person, looking at you, and saying, love them. You can open your eyes. Does that seem kind of difficult? Yeah, it can seem impossible depending on the person and the situation that you're facing. But here's the secret. You cannot love like that, live like that, without God's help. Think of the most terrible situations between enemies, or the most terrible situations that can happen between human beings. You really cannot love like that without God's possible. So when you come forward to receive Holy Communion this morning, there's even a fusion of divine grace to all your enemies. And then this week, or maybe this afternoon, when someone gets on your nerves, pray, Lord, help me not to lose my temper. This week, when someone undermines you, pray, Lord, help me to remember this person matters to you. And this week, when someone challenges or insults you and who you love and what you believe, stand firm, speak up, yes, but do so with a ferocious respect that God loves that person as well. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry has said these words, We who follow Jesus have made a choice to walk a different way. The way of disciplined, intentional, passionate, compassionate, mobilized, organized love, intent on creating God's beloved community on earth. Mary's is a wonderful example of this beloved community. But God is challenging you as individuals and as a parish family to press further to embrace the radical love of God by loving all. Friend or foe? Stranger or neighbor? Not on the basis of human reciprocity, but on the basis of divine grace. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them not reciprocity. Tell, turn to somebody next to you, say not reciprocity, but grace. But grace. Grace. grace is the gift of God's love. Not reciprocity, but grace. Now you got it. Not reciprocity, but grace. And grace is the gift of God's love. Grace is what happens when you've messed up yet again and you are forgiven, and given another opportunity. You and I, very often, do not deserve grace. But God grants it to us anyway. And our enemies, often, don't deserve grace either. But God grants it to them. And you and I, as Christians, are in the business of following our Lord Jesus. And Jesus has made it very clear in today's passage from Luke chapter 6, what you and I are to do. We are to love our enemies and do good expecting nothing in return. Amen.